Hi, I'm Anita Annabelle and you're listening to The Good Chat, a podcast with honest conversations all in the name of, well, a good chat. It was so bad what happened to me that was either end my life or just like live life. One of the biggest things I think I've learned doing from my life is life, life's about giving. It's about giving back. For a while there, we were compared to like the Hilton sisters, which is hilarious when you saw us skateboarding up at Cronulla barefoot. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of The Good Chat. I had the absolute fortune of chatting with the star of the brand new feature film Great White, Tim Kano. We recorded this episode just as Melbourne was coming out of lockdown and unfortunately since then most of New South Wales is now under a stay-at-home order. I'm sending so much love to everybody and hoping that everyone is doing okay. Now in this episode Tim chats about filming in stunning Queensland, how they made a CGI shark feel so real and of course his role as Leo Tanaka on Neighbours. Tim was so chill, a really good sport, and gave us a sneak peek into his brand new storyline. Great White will be available to buy on all major digital platforms, including Apple and YouTube movies from June 30, and on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital rental from July 7. So let's get into it. Here is Tim Kano. Guys, go back there. Keep your eyes open, you might see a whale. Or a shark. One day I was out of my own. One grabbed me from behind. Luckily it was more of a love bite than a real chop. Welcome to Hell's Reef. We made it. Hi! Shark attack. It's gotta be out there somewhere. You've got no idea where to look. The chance of finding anything is almost zero. Yeah, we have to try. She could still be alive. Thank you so much for coming onto The Good Chat. I'm so thrilled to have you here. No worries. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's so exciting. I'm just so thrilled that you've got this incredible movie that's come out. It had my heart racing from start to finish. Um, But before we get into talking about Great White, which is this new film that you're starring in, I actually read doing some research that acting wasn't always the career path that you wanted to go down. You wanted to be in politics? Yeah, yeah. I um, I studied political science and worked in New Zealand Parliament for about a year. So it was kind of like, it was in between. I had done acting gigs as a kid and my parents always wanted me to kind of um, have a secure job, as a lot of parents do. They want to be able to sleep at night. So I kind of jumped into po- political science. It was quite cool. It was really interesting, um, yeah, to try that out, but didn't and didn't end up going in that direction. You didn't want to become the next Prime Minister. I mean, Jacinda Ardern needs to stay in New Zealand, obviously. But yeah. you could you could go into Australian politics. I mean, I wouldn't say no. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe further down the track, I'll see how I know. It would be fun, though. <laughs> so you went into acting and you're so, so good at it and we're so glad that you chose that. Um, were your family supportive of the career choice that you've now decided to go through? Yeah, absolutely more so now. Definitely at the start they weren't and I used to take time off school or 
just my mum's always been so focused on getting an education and she's quite old school like that. So it was hard to convince her. Um, but now definitely after doing a couple of jobs and moving over here and doing neighbours and stuff, they've seen you can actually make a career out of it. And it's something I love doing. So it doesn't feel like work. It's like a pleasure to do and explore. So I think they appreciate and support that now. Yeah, I would say so. And so let's talk about Great White because that movie, I, <laughs> I have a little confession to make. I am petrified of the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Me too. I had this feeling that you would tell me this. Yeah. So yeah. firstly, it had my heart racing from start to finish. If you were so afraid of the water, why would you sign on to a role about a great white shark? Uh, it's, um, it was just an awesome kind of script. When I read it, I was like, wow, this is like going to be such a good thrill. And also um, it kind of helps with the performance and helps with my character, especially with Joji kind of playing into that anxiety and fear. So yeah, it was awesome. And it's I've always loved shark fillers in the shark filler genre. So it was kind of like a match made in heaven. And that shark, that, that CGI shark is so real, honestly. I am not even joking. I hate the ocean. Hate it. Hate, 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 hate with a passion. And this really fed my fears. But that shark looks so real. When you were in the boat, what were you looking at? What were you acting at? Because obviously the shark wasn't there. Yeah, they had so many different versions of sharks. So the main sharks, like the one you would have seen at the end where um, Katrina's kind of stuck and it's snapping its jaws, that's a real robotic shark. Oh, no, thank you. They were life-size. Um, they looked phenom- phenomenal, so real. And they were on tracks that would run under the water. And so they were they were actually kind of like real. Um, and then for a lot of other scenes, there, were, there would either be a kind of man, a scuba diver with a fin on his back, kind of swimming under the water, or um, a, a giant pole with a fin on the end that they could kind of just like weave up and down around. So it really helped with the performance. But there were all different kinds of sharks being used, so it was heaps of fun. Did you sometimes like think, forget that this was all pretend? Yeah, yeah definitely. I think it, it helped with the cast and our different kind of character archetypes with the kind of hysteria and the panic because, you know, everyone had their own kind of way of dealing with that kind of crisis. So definitely working with everyone, you'd kind of get into this frenzy. (laughs) So, um, yeah, no, definitely felt it added to the fear of it, yeah. Well, let me tell you, I would not have been acting at all. (laughs) I'm actually, I have a real fear of of drowning. I don't know, I mean, obviously probably most people have a fear of drowning. That was probably a very silly thing to say, but I do. I've just always had this real fear of drowning of open spaces and water and the scenery though was absolutely spectacular what was it like filming in Queensland I mean you're in our own backyard yeah that was really really stunning it was kind of breathtaking we'd um we'd get picked up really early sometimes three or four in the morning and taken on a, a couple of hour drive and then on a boat and then switch another boat to get to the reef or these islands and they were just phenomenal. There were places you'd never see unless I never would have gone there or seen these kind of stunning locations apart from working on this. So it was just beautiful. Um, and of course the Gold Coast is stunning in itself. So yeah, it was, it was really nice. And in terms of working with Australian crew and was when was this film? Because were we in COVID or coming out of COVID or before COVID? Just before. So it was the end of 2019. Oh, wow. God, that was that feels like a while ago. 
Yeah, it was definitely. <laughs> I, um, Marty and the team have been kind of itching, scratching to get get the film out there because um, there's just a huge backlog at the moment. So there are so many films that must just be waiting to get released. Oh, it's so exciting, though. You must be kind of like thrilled that it's happened right now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, I think it'll be nice going into winter for the Australian and Kiwi kind of audiences down here. There's a bit of escapism with them because it's just gorgeous to look at. The scenery itself is pretty spectacular. I know you've been in a few feature films, but like more bit players, right? So I was so thrilled to read that you were in Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, way back, way back in the beginning days. I lived in Wellington though, where they were shooting it. And so, yeah, I did a couple of like extra gigs around there playing like a Gondorian or just different kind of characters. So it was awesome to get on those sets and see what that was like. It was phenomenal, phenomenal. That must have been something that you could never, ever replicate. Like no matter what movie you do, it's not going to be as, as huge as a, a thing like a franchise like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was um they built entire cities. Like it was it was spectacular. Yeah, it was really cool. And so how do we spot you? Do you know? Are you are you oh, seeing? Man. <laughs> like zoom in or like, oh yeah, that that day I remember that shot. I'm but, sure um, there's a huge amount of fans who really want to know. So you're gonna have to send me the actual <laughs> like you're gonna have to send zoom, me the time zoom, code. Zoom. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. It was um but that definitely helped like drive my passion for acting and stuff, seeing how those massive operations kind of and how they'd come out with the end product. It was really cool. And so in terms of Great White, you know, very different role to just being a bit player on on Lord of the Rings. And can I just say, I'm not going to say just a bit player. That is an incredible feat to get onto a set like that, by the way. So I'm actually not going to downplay that. That's incredible. Um, But how did you prepare for a role like you do for Great White? Um, It was uh, really great kind of chatting with Marty, the director who'd kind of prepared these character bios for us, which some often you don't get on projects and you as an actor will create this kind of backstories and this kind of vista for yourself. So it was really cool to hear and speak with him about Joji and his upbringing, where he went to university, what his family dynamic was like, what his friendships dynamic was like. And so I guess it was just preparing in that way. And then also working with the other actors in the cast, we all stayed together in the same hotel and kind of um, we'd read lines and kind of workshop stuff. So it was cool to work with their dynamics as well. Um, but, yeah, it was, a, it was a big and also it's awesome on a project like this because you get the script and you get to read through from start to finish. So you kind of have an arc to work with. Mm. Um, whereas kind of working on something like Neighbours, you don't know week to week what your storyline is. So you just go with the flow. But it was so nice, like so nice to have this journey that you know you're working on and to have a director like Marty giving you this really rich backstory. So little things that are going through your head that you can um, kind of play on. I don't know. I love the fact that on Neighbours you have zero idea if you're going to you know, wake up a different person or <laughs> die tomorrow or get into a car, a car accident and become a yeah. criminal. Like I think that's so exciting. What an exciting life to live. Yeah, true. It is <laughs> no, I totally get what you mean. You know what I loved about this film as well? And I just think the diversity of the cast was brilliant. You know, yep. I think that's something that we're, the world is craving at the moment and I think it, it should always be applauded when it is such an incredibly diverse cast. What is your take on diversity in film? Um, I, th- I agree. I completely agree with you. I think it's really important. And um, 
I think overseas, it's it's caught on really well. And coming from New Zealand, growing up there in, say, Shortland Street, there's soap, or even watching the news, diversity, I always grew up with it there. So it wasn't something I'd ever kind of faced. And then when I moved overseas and went to the States and came to Australia, it's something I really noticed. Um, so I think it's really great it's in the limelight now and that there is a lot more diversity and it's something that's incorporated into stories and telling other stories as well. So that's also what drew me to this story because usually like you're used to seeing these kind of subplots or sub characters with the, from different ethnicities. But what I loved is that it didn't, it they had nothing to do with the story in this. It wasn't like um, a part of the character or a part of the plot. It's just these people who came together that happened to be from these different backgrounds. Yeah. And that's what's important. I think, you know, rather than being tokenistic and being like, this is making them important because they are who they are or where their background is. I think it's just important to just show these people having a real lived experience. Well, real, you know what I mean? <laughs> a lived experience. Um, and so your, your background, so you're half Japanese, is that correct? Yes, yeah, half Kiwi, half Japanese. Half Kiwi, half Japanese. What an awesome mix. That yeah. is such a cool mix. Growing up, like what was your favourite thing about growing up and having to, these incredible cultures that you got to pull from? Um, probably the, I don't know, definitely the food was amazing. I went to primary in Japan, primary school for a little bit and uni there. So it was kind of good getting a mixture and getting in touch with my roots on that side as well. But um, just the culture is so rich and diverse in the way they they've maintained a historical culture and with this juxtaposition of this super super technological kind of feat so yeah it was really interesting to see how that played out but how old were you when you were in japan uh i was probably about eight or nine for primary school and then through university i went there as well in my early 20s did you feel at home there or did you kind of go i, I don't really or i feel a bit misplaced um, yeah, definitely. There's a bit of both, a bit of both with family and stuff you feel at home. And then I, it's definitely hard. It's definitely hard to crack in and really feel at home. Like I'd studied Japanese, so I was kind of there, but I wasn't perfect in it. And so there was always that barrier and that boundary, but, um, yeah, no, it was an interesting experience in that regard. Yeah. It's such a beautiful culture, like it's such an incredible culture. And then obviously having that New Zealand background as well is so cool. I love yeah. I love New Zealand. I can't wait to hop on a plane and get back over there, honestly. Same. They've just shut the bubble with Melbourne. I'm like, no. Oh, no. Yeah, aren't you? Because yeah. you're in Melbourne right now. At the time of this recording, you are literally, we're counting down the hours to you getting out of lockdown, right? Yeah. Yep, midnight tonight. Finally, what, are you gonna go to like? Are you gonna go out? What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, are some bars that are like, come in. We open at midnight, so I don't know. It's been pretty cold, so but it might be worth it just after the lockdown. It's totally worth it. And it, and your your mum, I believe, so she's back home in New Zealand at the moment. Yeah. 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 So how long haven't you not seen her for? Two years, maybe. Yeah, ages. Two ages. years. Yeah, because of lockdown last year. Um, and then I was going to go, but I'll hopefully when the bubble reopens, I'll get back there. Yeah, God, I hope so too. That would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, now, whereabouts are you in Sydney? I'm in Sydney, yeah. That's how we were talking about this before, before we were recording. So I know Takaya, who played your brother David on Neighbours. So um, he and I have known each other since we're about 18, which is crazy. Um, but, yeah, so he went to school in Sydney um, and around, around the corner from me basically. Oh, awesome. Yeah. 
It's awesome. such a small world. He's a legend. <laughs> Hi, Taco. You're probably listening. So speaking of Neighbours, what an incredible show to start your career on. I mean, I just think anybody who goes on Neighbours, Home and Away, what an springboard for you to start your career because it's hard work, isn't it? Yeah, it's really arduous work. I mean, you just have to be on your feet the whole time and um, think on your feet. You get scenes rewritten last minute. You can have back-to-back scenes, eight or nine, ten scenes a day. So it's really go, go, go. You're thrown in the thrown in the deep end for sure. So playing Leo, like what what did that role do for you? Um, it was just an amazing role to play. And in terms of work-wise, I think it was really good for kind of working in Australia. And also it was a real education. I learned so much about playing this kind of regular character, being on set every day, usually with jobs, especially as you mentioned, like smaller roles or a little bit parts, you know, you're in there for a couple of weeks or whatever, but you don't really get a feel for playing it for on a long, long-term kind of character. So it was a real education and just learned so much like, um, like priceless education. It was amazing. And that's something that I know that I've spoken to so many people in the industry who started on these shows and it's like you don't get that education anywhere else. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and also you're working with such an amazing cast. Some people have been there for 30 years or (laughs) some people are younger, older, and everyone's got a different experience and different wisdom to share. So... And so you left in 2019 officially. I know you've just done a few little, you've caused a buzz by being seen on set and doing some more lately, but you you originally left in 2019 to then head off to LA or to to the US to break into the market there. What kind of has transpired since you left officially? Uh, Yeah, so it was great, obviously, with Great White um, after leaving. That was fantastic to get onto that. and then the pandemic kind of hit straight after we finished shooting early 2020. So it just put everything on hold. And yeah, I speak to so many of my actor friends and everyone's had a different experience, but it was a, a really tough year. A lot of people moved home and moved back to New Zealand or back to Oz. And um, it was just kind of like hitting pause, I guess, and time for some self-reflection. And I don't know, it was the same for everyone. It was really, really tough, really tough. Did you do some good self-reflecting? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon so. I had an upskill in a few departments. Um, what did you upskill in? Oh, I'm so intrigued. Uh, nothing exciting, honestly. Just um, definitely stuff around home, furnishing, DIY stuff, cooking and music as well. I play the guitar. So you play the that. guitar, yeah. But um, I think it was tough for everyone, wasn't it? It was just a It was time. pretty tough. Did you learn any new songs or teach it? Do you write songs? Uh, no, I haven't. No, no, no I haven't. I was going to be like, so would you like to um, play one for me? No. <laughs> no You're like, absolutely not. You really should actually. It'd be really, really good for everybody listening, including myself. I'd love to hear that. But yeah. I can understand that COVID was such a, such a difficult time, especially for the acting industry. Is that probably why the reason that you came back to Neighbours for a guest spot? Yeah, a little bit. It was, um, it was really nice kind of getting a call. I think when I first heard about that they were kind of plotting this, planning this plot line, I think we may have still been in lockdown or just come out of it. And there was so much unknown. And the phenomenal thing about that show is that they shoot right through. So they mm-hmm. have procedures in place. It's amazing that they can keep going when all these other jobs are put on hold. So um, it definitely played a part of it, but mainly it was the storyline and um, the kind of character stuff that was going to happen that was kind of laid out. I was like, wow, this is going to be good. So yeah. Can you give me fun. a sneak peek or no? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed. 
but um, it's definitely really good. It's a, it's a lot of drama, and um, I was just excited to see all my old friends and the crew and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I love a bit of drama. What's your favorite storyline you ever had to do? Um, I loved God. There were so many wild ones. So many wild ones. I really, I liked the relationship with Leo and Therese. I don't know if you saw that stuff. That was really fun. Like <laughs> she was Paul, like my dad's ex and then falling in love so with her. So good. Oh, I do know this. Yeah. Uh, like that was awesome. And Rebecca's so much fun to work with. And so we had heaps of fun playing with that storyline. The old that- one kind of, and Leo was besotted with her. And yeah, it was heaps of fun. That is hilarious. What do you want? <laughs> what would your ultimate? Oh my god, I can't wait to hear your answer on this. What would your ultimate soap opera storyline be for Leo? Oh, I don't know. God, I get, they come up with the wildest stuff. Like even the one that we're doing at the moment. I'm like, how? Who is coming up with this crazy plotline? Um, God, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Because he, I don't know, maybe got into music or became some kind of musician and moved to Byron Bay or something, or just something really a polar opposite to Leo as a character, just something really wild and kind of like, mm. I think that would be loud. From Ramsey Street to Byron Bay's, like you could literally go on the Netflix show. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, it'd be funny. Do you know one thing that I love about the show that you're on as well? Good Lord, your fan base are incredible. Yeah. What what is it about your fan base that gets you up and gets you recording and and doing and filming? Oh, it's so nice. Like it's um it's really supportive and warm and it kind of keeps you in check and helps you remember like why you do this like do this as a job because especially after last year you have so many days when you get down and there's no it's a tough industry where there's no kind of there's no gauge on how you're doing or anything. You just go 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 and so having the fan base and the support and getting lovely messages of support and people who really enjoy your work, that that's what really makes the job and gives you that gratification that you're doing something nice and you're providing enjoyment for these people and they love the character you play or they love the story and they're getting an experience from the storytelling that you're doing. I think that's a huge part of it because otherwise, yeah, it's really tough. It's a tough industry and um, it's not yeah. often you get feedback from people, your peers or people you work with. You just get, you go to work, you get the job done. So the fans are what kind of keep keep your heart alive and keep your soul in it, I'd say. Oh, I love that. And they'd obviously love to hear that as well. Have you had any incre- like crazy fan experiences? Um, nothing too crazy. Like, you know, I don't know. No, 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 nothing bad. It's all It's all nice and supportive. It's just, um, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's good. I'm really excited for the film to come out here though, because it's such, um, such a departure from from playing Leon Neighbors after so long. Yeah. So, yeah. What was that like changing changing it up a little bit? Because it is a completely different role for you. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was very different, and even the experience of shooting on a feature to a TV show, it's a completely different experience, but. what I loved is that you do have that character arc from start to finish. You read the script and you're all starting together kind of as a family growing together, telling the story together uh, as opposed to jumping in on a pre-existing kind of moving machine. So that was the most um, kind of beautiful part of it. I think is that you're all going through this journey together. I think there's such a camaraderie. I used to do um, theater, like I did a lot of, (laughs) There's nothing like a cast, is there? Yeah, yep. it's all about the cast dynamic. 
There's a lot of incestuousness in the cast as well, like everyone hooking up when you're teenagers or whatever. You're like all hooking up with each other, which is so nice. So like, and it's so much fun, like because you live and breathe that thing, don't you? Yep, morning to night, you're spending yeah. all these people with your onset or offset. It's like very intimate. Did you ever do theatre? No, a little bit. I did a little bit like I did musicals as a kid and just a couple of school plays and things, but nothing major in theatre. What musicals did you do? Uh, I did. Um, I was in a choir in primary school and I did Andrew Lloyd Webber's Joseph Innes Technicolor Dreamcoat when it came to New Zealand. So that was heaps of fun. Great songs. And the stage was amazing. It was a giant sphinx head. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> And this like rotating stage with like camels and sheep on it and stuff. I was like, whoa, mind blown. Hang on a second. This wasn't a school play. This was like the official, you did the official musical tour. Yeah. Yeah. When it came to town. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. He's (laughs) actually a musical theatre star, everybody. (laughs) Just part of the chorus. But yeah. Um, Do not downplay that. You still doing acting and stuff yourself? No, no. Just this, just kind of podcasting and, you know, I hit about uh, maybe my teens I hit about 13 like I I always joke that I peaked in primary school because I was like chosen for everything and I was in every drama ensemble that you could name and I was like you know all these things and then when I hit high school I lost all my confidence right and I know it seems that I'm pretty confident now but it's it's a very different confidence that you need Um, to have to be able to put yourself out there like that. So it's taken me, I'm 35, and it's taken me all this time to kind of even start doing this. So Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. It sticks with you, doesn't it, those experiences growing up through school? Like it can really scar you like, yeah. I know. And it's and it's so it's awful when there's really no experience that has triggered it. It was just all me. It was all inherently what was going on inside of me. And that's the saddest thing because I really just stood in my own way the whole time. How did this become a therapy session with Tim Kane? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I know how you feel. It's Do you like, know how I feel really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And so much self doubt just ruminating in there all the time. So Do you really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Is this is an anxious thing. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, I know a lot of actors kind of have this, it's like, um, yeah, I think definitely after the year that's been, you know, it's been a tough time. So yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. That's awful. We are so our biggest enemies, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. Always. Yeah. Thinking back to your hardest point in your life, what was one thing that, what advice would you give that person knowing what you know now? Um, I don't know, probably just um, just to follow your heart and your gut and your intuition and, again, just, like, don't care what people think, I guess, and just um, – just stick with your, trust your gut, I think is the biggest thing. In terms of your friends and family and people you love, surround yourself with people you love and just kind of nurture those relationships and um, you'll always have that support network there for you. So true. And so after Great White and now COVID, hopefully, fingers crossed, we yeah. get to go to the pub tonight. But, you know, what is next for you? Um, well, I've just, um, back on the show, back on Neighbours until the end of the year. So kind of writing that out, which will be fun. Um, 
yeah, it's good, good storyline and um, some cool cast in there. So it's great to be back with everyone. And then I'm not sure, hopefully, depending on how things go, but uh, Melbourne's been great and Australia as a whole. I'm sure you've heard there's so much slated to be coming here and also that's starting up now. So exciting. Yeah, so fingers crossed um, there are no more kind of outbreaks <laughs> and um, everything keeps going smoothly. So hopefully, yeah, moving on to some new projects, even locally would be amazing. And I'd love to um, get back to New Zealand as well and yes. work there and be close to my family after so long. So... There are some really cool movies that movies and TV that come out of New Zealand, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And also some incredible talent, such as yourself. Hello. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome to get back there and see everyone. I hope so. That would be amazing. Well, I also hope to see you, you know, eventually get to go to LA and do your thing over there. Yeah, absolutely. That would be a dream as well, definitely. But it's so, so cool that you want to stay local and give local – give the work to the locals I think that that's something that has been incredible for COVID and and correct me if you think I'm wrong but I just think that's the best thing that's come out of COVID is that we have gotten so much work here for so many people yeah yeah absolutely and it's coming so much more is coming here so we don't have to go there you don't have to go anywhere you can literally just stay here you can literally stay in your apartment in lockdown I'm sure (laughs) that somebody will give you something I'm sure of it I'm just sure of it yeah (laughs) it's crossed Alrighty, well, thank you so much for coming onto this little show of mine. I'm honestly so thrilled to have chatted to you. I'm like, it's just so nice to connect, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, that was such a nice chat. On the next episode, I chat to influencer Holly Lee Liu. And if you don't believe in finding your soul tribe instantaneously, you haven't heard Holly and I meet for the very first time. Holly and I discuss what it really means to be an influencer, why she hates when people ask her what she does all day, and why we absolutely will be watching Netflix's new show, Byron Bays. It's such a fun listen. And if you like this chat, you can rate, follow and review and follow me on Instagram at AnitaAnnabelle underscore and at the Good Chat Pod. See you next week.